Hey everyone, welcome back to the Cypress Rye Bread Podcast. It's been a couple of weeks, I've been off, I know, I've been busy, you know, life has been happening to me. It's been hitting me right in the face, constantly, really hard, has been feeling good. But that's alright. Uh, for a lot of people who don't know, I've started school this semester, I've decided to go back at the age of 30. Uh, don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I should have done this a long time ago and finished a long time ago. That way I wouldn't be wasting my time right now. But I will say this. I didn't know what I wanted to do then. Not nearly as much as I do now. And with that being so much more clear, it is a lot easier. Uh, I have a feeling I probably have made a horrible mistake back then and jumped into something that probably, you know, I would have been miserable with and Decide, oh, I'm probably going to make a career change at 30 anyways. I know we're seeing all these statistics now about people who are uh, sick of their jobs by 30 or sick of their uh, education, basically. And go to college for four years, five years, six years, pile on all this debt just to work a job that you are probably going to end up leaving at the age of 30. It's crazy. People keep doing it. I didn't, though. I guess I used the waiting game. Because in Tennessee, it's free college. I have a free education in Tennessee. Uh, I can, I mean, I go, that's how I'm going to college. I have this thing called the Tennessee Reconnect. It's for people 25 and older uh, who don't have uh, degrees yet. And so I just came in and I was like, all right, well, I never finished. So I'm still eligible. Tried it or I've been doing it and here I am. But man, I'm going through that gen ed period again, because it's been almost 10 years since I've taken this kind of stuff. And now I'm kind of figuring out why the uh, student tuition is so high. And it's like, man, we're taking two years of nonsense, things that we were studying and doing in high school, and we're spending and wasting our money on redoing it again. It's like, what's kind of the point of high school? What's the point of applying to a college, giving them all the information from your school, the transcripts from your school, and if they're going to be like, yeah, that's great, and we're glad you learned all that, now we're going to change it, or we're going to not even change it, just reiterate it, beat it into your brain your first two years of college. Even though you've had it beaten your brain for the last, I don't know, eight years. Once you started learning what MLA writing formats and algebra. It's stupid. Yeah, they kind of, some professors, especially in like biology and, you know, psychology, they'll touch on other things. But it's all still the same nonsense. It's all just fluff bullshit. Super annoying. Super annoying. On top of that, though, I'm also working full-time. And my job has not been that bad. You know, this is our slower time period, um, our time of the season. Uh, and we're going to have a little bit, we're going to pick up here soon with the weather getting better. And I'm glad that I just had a week of hell for school and work, though, uh, just scheduling-wise. Nothing really anything 
uh, too crazy, except for uh, class, two presentations, a paper, you know, I got a quiz, all that stuff. And try to find time to do all that has been almost impossible. I was up till 4.30 the other night. Now, granted, I did take like a three-hour, two-and-a-half-hour nap in between. But I was still up writing a six-page paper for psychology that I pushed off. And that's my fault. But, you know, I just think if I can, if I had more time to schedule this out or more time to actually uh, sit down and just do all this and a good schedule, like I've talked to Shelly, my girl about this, uh, she's all about the block scheduling method. Or she will sit there the night before or the Sunday night, and I've seen her with a highlighter just blocking out time for certain things. That doesn't work so well with me. Uh, it's hard for me to block off my time for that because it's already I already have that time blocked. It's like this is what I have to do with this time. This is what I have to do with this time. I don't writing it down for me. It's it's nice. It makes things look you know more. I got more put together, but let's be honest here, I'm really not. So it's kind of just a lie that I'm telling myself. It's like, hey, you did this. Mm, it's going to change. It's You know it's going to change. And that's just because of, of how I am. I'm very flexible in my day, in my daily routine. And it just, you know, I, I, I'm open to lots of different things. Uh you know, but that being said, it would be nice to be able to organize more. But everyone probably feels that way as well. That if we felt like we were just a little more organized, we can conquer the world. Well, guess what? I've tried that too. Just being a little more organized didn't conquer shit. In fact, I got so frustrated that I just gave up entirely. And I think that's the overall theme for a lot of us. But, you know, it also doesn't help that my mind's been wandering, like, a ton lately. I don't know what's going on. I'm going, I'm about to, we're, what, almost three quarters away through uh, this semester. I've been thinking about other things, like, uh, not even going back to school and just getting a contractor's license and just start working with my company. You know, getting more committed to that. Thought about it. And it's really not a bad idea. But I I think I'm just going to find myself wanting to stay in the, you know, or go back to school anyways. So I've already started. Might as well just keep putting this in my schedule and keep myself miserable for the next, I don't know, however long it takes to graduate. But uh, trying to enjoy the journey. This adventure. But I kind of want to light myself on fire instead. That seems like it's a little bit easier. But the other good news though. uh, Madeline. I don't know if you guys know about. I don't talk about my stepkids very much. Uh, There's four of them. I have a 17 year old. Who's the oldest stepkid. Callie. And then the youngest is Lincoln, who's going to be nine uh, next month, which, funny enough, Lincoln's birthday 
is also the same day Abraham Lincoln was assassinated back in whatever year that was, 18-something. 1868, 1870, I don't know, somewhere like that. Be a hell of a good guess, though, if that's close. But anyways, but yeah, so um, I don't talk about much about them, but they are great kids. Uh, Madeline, uh, who's 12, just turned 12, goes all good. I told you she uh, played on the volleyball team. Well, she made the tennis team. Uh, so we're super proud of her for that. Jack tried out for the tennis team, though, but didn't make it. Um, and he said to me recently that he wants to try baseball. Now, for everyone who doesn't know, or people who don't know, baseball is my first love. And I have been wanting one of the kids to at least take some kind of interest in it. I understand it's slow, it's boring to watch, and honestly, as much as I love it, unless the game changes, it's going to be gone in 20 years. Uh, I know base or MLB, uh, Rob Manfred put in a couple different rules, like the if you bring a pitcher in, they have to pitch at least three batters, which I like. I cannot stand the constant pitching changes. You know, it's to me, it's kind of killing the what baseball is. Uh, I understand it's now a game of you know strategic. Like it's a great, it's a game of strategy. It always has been. But the constant in and out of pitching, changing them in and out, is just bananas. Takes too long. I actually thought it'd be great if if baseball really wanted to kind of be more progressive. I'd say, how about you go and instead of fielding a nine-man you know, outfield or nine people, how about you try going to eight? You have two outfielders and a, or a rover, you know, or, or two outfielders and a rover. You can have your three outfielders or you can have your four infielders. And, you know, there's so many different things you can do with it. It'll add more strategy and it'll actually, you know, add more runs to the game. Uh, and that's, to me, the reason I say it is because I think it would help, you know, bring back that childhood kind of game that we all grew up loving. You know, the games that we play in the street or at a park or in a backyard with like a wiffle ball or something, tennis ball. We never had nine guys on a team. No, most of the time we had like four per team at most. And we loved it. And that's how we played. We made it work. And I think that's what baseball needs to get back to. But anyways, I could talk about that forever. And hopefully here soon I can for all the baseball people out there. Um, but anyway, so Jack wants to try baseball. I'm excited. I just hope, though, because he's so far behind in comparison. Uh, he's 11, just turned 11, and he he's getting better, and I've been working with him, but he is n- nowhere close to what I have seen like against the kids he's going to play against because he's going to be playing against 11, 12, and 13-year-olds. He's right in that Little League World Series era or age, and I mean, we were at the park the other day, and there was like these seven-year-old boys playing baseball in one of the fields, and they were holy cow good. <laughs> I was I was very impressed. I was like, wow, those kids are really good. And I'm with Jack, who's you know four years older, 
and he's having a hard time hitting a baseball and throwing a baseball. But I hope that he sees the amount of uh, improvement he's made that I've seen, especially, you know, in the last couple of months that he's been working. So I hope he stays with it. I hope he just doesn't hate it. That, to me, is probably the biggest thing. You know, it's something I love, and I already know, just because he's so far behind. Unless he was to really kind of kick it up a notch and really work hard, he's probably not going to be doing this very long. Because I'm telling you, the kids here are really good, and I hate it. And the, and the, they're very competitive down here. And I, don't, I want him to kind of come into the league and be welcomed and you know, arms are open and love him for it, but that's not the that's not the case. That's not the truth. Baseballs can be baseball can be tough, especially since it's a mental game. And if you make a mistake, that's on you. And you got you know, eleven, twelve other guys looking at you, going, "Come on!" And I just hope he doesn't, you know, get to one of those moments and he fails and he hates the game and doesn't want to do it because. Well, for one, I love the game. But two, I don't want him to give up easy. And that seems to be one of his things right now, is that he'll give up real fast. And I don't know why. And so I've been trying to encourage him to keep going, keep going. And he has been. So I really hope this works out. I asked him and Lincoln, though, before, uh, you know, recently. I was like, hey. You guys are getting too old to be sitting around and just sit, you know, playing video games and messing around on the computer all day, which is great. You guys can do that, but you guys need to be doing something else. You guys have too much free time. So I had them make me a list of things that they wanted to do or things I had interest in, anything. If, you know, if they had interest in gardening, I would try and put a garden in the yard. If they had any interest. So I just told them, if you have any interest, let me know. Write it down. We went back. They didn't write down a single thing. In fact... I had to ask them for two weeks, and they were like, uh. <laughs> I'm like, you guys got all this information at your disposal. You guys can't figure out what it is you're into. But they finally came to me, and they're like, they both want to do karate, which I think is pretty cool, except for they're already fighting each other now. And I'm hoping that maybe if I did put them in it, they would find that discipline and understand, hey, when can I use this? When can I not use it? Because I told them, I was like, if I ever did that, you guys just have to understand. If you hurt anybody, it's going to be bad for everyone. And you guys, I don't know if you guys are maybe ready yet. You guys got to kind of show me you can be more respectful when it comes to fighting. And honestly, they kind of have been, have been fighting as much, which has been nice. So maybe, I don't know. But I was thinking more putting them in like jujitsu and Muay Thai, uh, you know, MMA, karate's awesome, don't get me wrong, it's a great first point, but I want to put them in something where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm biased, but I think Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, Judo are a couple steps ahead karate, and I'd like to put them in something like that. Um, I also think they're just going to enjoy it as well. Uh, Lincoln also said he wanted to play basketball. That was kind of interesting. I love basketball. Uh, I don't know how he'll do with it. I watched him play soccer, and Lincoln's a huge kid. And so, like, he was playing six- and seven-year-old soccer, and he looked like, 
he was like a nine, ten year old out there amongst these kids. And he was just not even like making like crazy soccer moves. He's just kind of running straight and just kids are just bouncing off of him. I was like, this kid needs to be playing football. <laughs> but I don't know if they're gonna be playing football. This all the head injury stuff. And I don't know if Shell wants him to be doing that anyways. But yeah, so I'm glad. I mean, you know, they have some interest and hopefully they can, you know, we can get them into one of those things and get them set up. I know baseball signups are going to end here soon. And Lincoln has zero interest in playing baseball, which is fine. I'm glad he was very uh, honest with me. I asked him straight up. I'm like, hey, Lincoln, do you want to play some baseball? And he just kind of looks at me and goes, mm, no. And I'm just like, all right, why? And he goes, uh, I just don't think I'm going to be good at it. And it's kind of boring. <laughs> and I'm just, all right, honesty, that's fine. And I, like that's where it's going, man. Like I said, it's dying out. But, you know, anyone out there with kids, I know I've taken on older kids. You know, I'm only 30. And I told you I have a stepdaughter who's 13 years younger than me. Now, my fiance is five years older than me, for people who don't know. Shelly's five years older than me. She's 35. She had Callie when she was actually uh, younger. She was actually still a teenager then. Um, from a high school relationship and, you know, then she got married later on down the road and had three more kids. Yeah. And I inherited all of this and it has been a big eye opening experience. They're good kids. They really are. It's taken a lot of time to get used to that, though, and having to deal with, uh, you know, a lot of pushback from them because it's very difficult, you know, with their dad and me. And uh, I understand I tried not to for a while, but then he's he just it was impossible. But I tried. And. Shelly has tried. It just doesn't work out. But, you know, that's, that happens. But it's part of the awful thing because then, you know, he'll be talking, something, talking shit about me or I'll talk shit about him. And it goes back and forth. It's not good for them. But not only that, but it's been such a... It's been so different, you know, dealing with kids who are older. And I know, like I said, a lot of people who are my age, they have, they have kids that are young you know, they're younger kids under the age of 10. Um, I don't know many. I know there are few, but I don't know of many that I've grown up with myself. And, you know, it's been great. And I stick around because I know that they need it. They need some kind of stability because things have been, you know, rocky for them before. And I think the stability is nice and it could help. Plus, they're good kids. Like I said, you know, they don't deserve to have a, you know. Now, granted, I'm pretty sure that even if I wasn't in the picture, I mean, Shelly's so attractive that it wouldn't be hard for her to find a replacement. But, you know, it's, you know, they, they deserve, you know, someone's going to care about them. 
and you know, it makes it easy because you know Shelly has been so great, uh, and it's been one of those things where I fell really hard for her, and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to show her, you know, how much she meant to me, and at least give her the chance to meet the kids. And then once I met them, I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. And five years later, I'm kind of like, ah, <laughs> I'm kidding. There, I do love Shell a lot. She does mean the world to me. She's changed me for the better, I believe. And I thank her for a lot of things, and I appreciate her. I try to make her know that as much as I can. I think everyone out there should. If you have a significant other or whatever... We go through this rat race every day and we have all these things in our mind and we don't ever just stop and embrace the person that we are with as much as we should. And I try to, I try to be mindful of that every day. I try and do something for her every day. If it's just a, you know, a GIF emoji or meme a sweet text, you know, a photo, you know, get her some candy, something little. You know, it doesn't have to be a big thing, but I just try and do a little thing for her every day. And it's one of those, uh, what, self-fulfilled uh, prophecies where if I keep treating it this way, if I keep acting this way, then eventually it's going to keep succeeding. And it is. It has gone well. I proactively work on my relationship which I know a lot of people kind of don't. And I think that's a shame. And you got to remember what it is you fell in love with the person for the first, in the first place. You got to remember that. And it's hard to remember when you guys are mad at each other and fighting. But there's a reason why you fell in love. And if you can find that and reignite it, you know, you can, you can maybe remake something beautiful again. And that's something that I, I've, if we've gone through, uh, Shelly and I have gone through counseling together. We had a little spat a couple of years ago. I'm not going to get into it. But the one thing I took out of it was that I have a problem with communication. And part of this whole podcast stems from that is my lack of communication and how hard or how difficult that is for me. And I, I've gotten better. And Shelly has been there this entire time. And I couldn't be any more thankful for her. Um, especially with the year that we've had. A lot of people don't know this. Uh, you know, Shelly and I have gone through you know, a lot in the past two years. And, and maybe that helps in our relationship, helps strengthen it quite a bit. But when things get difficult, you want to, you want to give up or you want to just light it on fire and just light it out and then put it out and then light it back on fire. And I don't know why that is. You just get frustrated and it's not even... Most, it's not even their fault most times. Mostly it's just your fault, my fault, you know. 
like I'm not happy so it must be your fault kind of mentality and that's stupid and if you can have any kind of self-awareness with that you can change that but she's really helped and being with those kids have really given me some perspective of life and what's more important so yeah love everybody love people stop being assholes that's something i think our world needs more of anyways just we need more love we keep hearing about all this hate on tv let's turn off the tvs go knock your neighbor's door tell them you love them i'm not gonna do that though my neighbors are assholes and drug dealers pretty sure <laughs> no i talk to them they have good drugs <laughs> i'm kidding i don't know if they deal drugs there are a lot of cars though that come in and out of their driveway and they're only there for just uh, a minute so i mean that's a pretty good sign of drug dealers are really quick massage parlor <laughs> but yeah it's already been 25 minutes i've been talking forever You know, I mean, I'm hoping you guys start sending me more topics. Like I said, if you guys want to find me on Twitter, uh, the Twitter handle has changed. Uh, it's now, uh, you can tweet me at Cypress Rye Bread on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Like I said, throw some show topics at me, throw some ideas, uh, give me some comments. Or you can blast me, I don't care. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. There's no such thing, no such thing as bad publicity. I can't even fucking say it. There's no such thing as bad publicity. There you go. That's a lie. There is. <laughs> but anyways, that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you for listening. And please, like I said, hit me up on Twitter at Cypress Rye Bread. Uh, hopefully I can get another one out here this week. I just wanted to get back into it. That's kind of what this episode was. It's kind of like, oh, it's been two weeks. Maybe I should say something. People have said something to me like, hey, where's the next episode? It's coming. I've just been uh, heavily bombarded and taken advantage of my relaxing time. So until next time, everybody, don't get toast. This is Cypress Rye Bread. Mm -hmm.